There is a, uh, a moment in the funeral service that usually takes place out at the cemetery uh, during the, the burial. Uh, when the pastor places his hand on the casket, usually right above where the deceased's head would be, and he says these words. May God the Father, who created this body, may God the Son, who by his blood redeemed this body, May God the Holy Spirit, who by holy baptism made this body to be his temple, keep these remains to the day of the resurrection of all flesh. I find that moment to be deeply significant, deeply powerful. It's one of those brass tacks moments where this person that that we loved, we entrust into God's hand, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I'm also just really drawn to what it says about what the Holy Spirit does in us. That the Holy Spirit makes us into God's temple. That he makes us into a place where people meet Jesus. You know, I hope this doesn't come as you know, total news to you. Someday you will die. Me too. Let's kind of hold that off as long as we can. And that's, that's a good thing, right? Um, Paul says to live is Christ. To die is gain, but to live is Christ. That's a good thing. Uh, and in that moment when we die, it won't matter how good you were, how generous you were, How many little old ladies you helped cross the street? On the other side of things, it it really won't matter how rotten you were, how many lies you told, or how many cats you kicked. Well, if those things don't matter, what does? God does. His mercy, his salvation in Christ, Jesus' death and resurrection are what matter in that moment. Actually, it's just, that's what matters. And the Holy Spirit works to make you a temple, makes you God's presence in the midst of this world. You have become a place where he dwells, a place where Jesus' salvation is proclaimed, a place where where prayer happens. You are God's presence in the midst of this world because his spirit is in you to carry the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection to all the people around you, to share this word that God gives to us of his love, his forgiveness, of resurrection, of everlasting life. He makes you the contact point where God meets people and where people hear his word In the end, this is what matters. What God has done for you. Now, I probably need to clarify. Did I just say that, you know, it's okay to kick cats and generally lead a rotten life? Oh, come on, people. No, I did not. Some of you are like, yeah, it's fine to kick cats. I hate cats. No, it's not fine to kick cats. Jesus says, if anyone loves me, 
That person will keep my word. In other words, we're, we're going to take Jesus' teaching into our hearts. It's going to shape us. He's going to form us. And, and that will guide the choices that, that we make in our lives as we live. But when we talk about keeping Jesus' word, it, it, there's another element to that. It means that we're going to guard it. We're going to hold it tight. We're going to hold on to that message that, that Jesus proclaimed. We're going to, to cling to what Jesus said about sin and grace. We'll hold on to the, the message that, that this world stands condemned, as it says in John three eighteen through 19. But that God in his love sent his son to be our savior, to not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, as it says in John three sixteen and 17. That the Son of God came to redeem us and to rescue us from sin and death and the power of the devil. We're going to treasure all of these things up. This, this message that Jesus proclaimed, this word that he proclaimed. In, in a world that's dominated by death, we're the ones who proclaim that the Son of God has risen from the dead. And given us a, a new life. And the problem as we look at this, is, is that we forget these things so easily. We, we get wrapped up in our work, in our woes, and in our daily lives. And, and frankly, sometimes our work and our woes and our daily lives, are, they're, they're all consuming, aren't they? It's a big deal. There's a lot that's going on in our lives, and sometimes it's really painful, and it's really easy to lose sight of what Jesus has done for us, what the Holy Spirit brings into our lives. And Jesus knew that these things of the world, that these things that we experience through our lives would, would cry out for our attention, and they would distract us from him. And so he says that he's sending a helper, that he has sent a helper to teach and to remind us of all that he has done to overcome the world and to give us hope and peace. The Holy Spirit takes Jesus' word, which is also the Father's word. Did you, did you notice this as, as I read through it? So you've got the Father giving his word to the Son, and the, the Son gives the word to the Spirit. So it's, it's really all just one word. You know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in, in complete harmony in terms of this message of, of salvation through faith in Christ. And the Holy Spirit takes Jesus' word and he applies it to us. And, and the result of the Spirit's work is that we get to have peace. Even in the midst of all of the, the, the pain and the hurt that's going on in our lives. It, it, it does not mean that we're not going to have troubles. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, right? Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have trouble. Then he goes on to say, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So what Jesus has done is he's given his victory to us, and the Holy Spirit is the one who actually delivers that into our lives. He applies that message, that word, to you, to me, to give us peace in the midst of our trouble. So in our gospel lesson today, Jesus said something very similar. He says, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. 
This isn't, this isn't a command where he looks at us and says, you know, boy, if you believe in me, you're not going to be afraid of anything. So if you're feeling fearful, you better get this straightened out. It's not like that. You know, we often, our hearts are often troubled. And it's not like he's saying, stop it. What he's telling us is that he's there in the midst of it, that his spirit is there in the midst of it, and that we don't need to fear. It's a word of encouragement, not of command. It's a word of encouragement because we're not alone. We don't face this world. We don't face all of these troubles just in our own strength or in our own ability. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He will not abandon us. That word that's, that's translated helper can also be, be translated comforter. And maybe you've heard it translated counselor. It's, it's a very rich and a very beautiful word. But this is also part of why we can have peace. Because the Holy Spirit is always at work reminding us that Jesus has both died and risen for us. He's always, a point, he's always pointing us away from ourselves. So he, he points us away from our sin. He even points us away from the good things that we do in our lives. He points us away from these things, and he points us toward the cross. He's constantly pointing us to Jesus. So as we go through life, we have all these experiences that bring us problems and troubles. You know, our, our bodies break down and we near death. And, and there's the Holy Spirit at work reminding us our sins are forgiven. Reminding us that, that for Jesus' sake, we're reconciled to God. Reminding us that Jesus will come for us. Reminding us that because Jesus is risen from the dead, we too will rise and live in glory with him forever. When our relationships break down, because that happens, right? We, we have hurts with our families and with people that we love. We become estranged from our loved ones sometimes. The Spirit drives us back to Jesus and points to his forgiveness. The forgiveness that we cherish, that's been won for others as well. And he empowers us to forgive one another and so that we can be reconciled. When we feel broken, abandoned, worthless, depressed, it's the Holy Spirit who brings to mind the word of Jesus, the word of God's love, the word of his forgiveness, his protection and comfort to give us peace. He meets us in all of these situations. On Pentecost Sunday, we remember that, that God poured the Holy Spirit out on the apostles in a powerful and miraculous way. And we, we celebrate the appearance of the Spirit in, in these tongues of fire. So we got lots of extra fire and pyrotechnics this morning. Um, some, we don't normally do that, do we? Yeah. It's kind of a, a, a neat celebration for, for this event where the, the Spirit appears in something like tongues of fire over the, the apostles' heads. And then there's also this part of the message where 
they're out there, they're preaching, and they're telling people about Jesus. And everybody hears them in their own language. It doesn't matter what country they came from. I mean, this is really, really cool and amazing stuff. And we celebrate that on Pentecost Sunday. But on Pentecost Sunday, we, we, we should also remember that God poured his spirit out on you. He poured his spirit out on you, the same spirit, when you were baptized. The same spirit dwells in you when you came to faith in Jesus. And, and he's at work in you. And that spirit continues to, to fill you through the, the hearing of Jesus' word. From Genesis to Revelation, that's all his word, right? When Jesus was in his ministry on earth, if he said the scriptures, that's like the whole Old Testament, right? Okay, just do this. Pretend, Pretend we're awake here. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. All of that stuff back there. He's saying that's about him. He told the Pharisees, you search the scriptures, but they speak of me. All of that, it's about him. So from Genesis all the way to Revelation, it's all about him. And the Spirit is taking and pointing us to that. And he's filling us through the word as as he works through it to give us forgiveness and life and salvation. That same Spirit gives you hope of forgiveness and, and, and words to be his witness to share that hope that's within you because of Jesus' death and, and resurrection. You may never, ever speak in tongues. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it might not ever happen to you. You know, and frankly, if you ever have like fire out of your head, I'm going to be like, stop, drop, and roll, kids. This is a special occasion, something that God is doing that, that is kind of above and beyond to show that something new is happening, to draw people to Jesus. But nevertheless, that same Holy Spirit is your helper. He is your comforter. He is constantly applying Jesus' forgiveness and salvation to your life. He's always prompting and empowering you to keep Jesus' words so that you live by it. And by live by it, I mean both in that that sense of that it's the guide for how we should live and how we should treat other people, that kind of law sense. But, But it's also this message of new life that we live in in this gospel sense. He's always present in you and with you. And this is, this is part of what's really cool about this. He is present in you and with you. So you can experience God's peace and forgiveness in all kinds of different situations in your life. But so that, also so that others can experience God's peace and forgiveness through you. He's present in you and he works through you to bring Jesus to your neighbors, to your children, to your friends, to your enemies. The Spirit is there. The same one that was there on Pentecost. 
The same one was there in the waters of your baptism. The same one every time you hear the word of God. The same one that when you come forward and you receive Jesus' body and blood in with and under that bread and wine is at work there to deliver Jesus to you. And as he delivers him to you, he does this in such a way that you can deliver him to others. What a gift. What a God we serve. What a spirit that is within us. Amen.